When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 141 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR Podcast Network. The Sources Say Podcast is presented by our good friends at Justice Dental. You can make an appointment at one of two Lexington locations. That's on Wellington Way and Blazer Parkway. Now is a great time to schedule your dental cleaning. Remember that regular dental appointments are important for your overall health. You can learn more and make an appointment at justicedental.com. Dr. Justice and Dr. Thompson. Look forward to seeing you. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Very happy to be joined once again by the one and only Sean Smith of Go Big Blue Country. Sean, how the heck are you? I'm fantastic, Jack. I am doing just absolutely lovely. I got back from uh, Springfield, Massachusetts on or yesterday afternoon slash evening. Had some travel issues. It was one absolute chaotic uh, weekend where it was basically I'd wake up uh, I'd well I'd stay up late work uh, you know transcribing interviews and, and breaking down all the stuff that I saw from the day before I'd stay up late I'd wake up early go back to the gym and stay there all day long and watch basketball non-stop it was just it, it was a marathon Sean and uh, that's part of the reason why we didn't get a, a post game uh, show up after the Tennessee absolute beat down. And I've been so excited to talk about it and get your thoughts on it, Sean. And, and also here we are, I, I get back home and we already have another Kentucky game to look forward to as the Kentucky Wildcats head to college station to take on the Texas A&M Aggies. So Sean, plenty to discuss and, and dive into. So let's get rolling with Kentucky defeats Tennessee 107 to 79 on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Sean, for my money, I think it was one of the most impressive offensive performance I've seen uh, the Kentucky Wildcats have in quite some time, and I'm sure you uh, you feel similarly. Yeah, it was it was one of the most dominant games that I've ever seen in Kentucky basketball history, honestly. And at Rupp Arena, it reminded me of the 2003 season where Kentucky, Tubby Smith, and them, uh, Florida comes in ranked number one in the country. And struggles to score. was struggling to score. It wasn't Kentucky's defense this time around. It was their offense. Tennessee put up points. They hit 11 threes and still lost by 28 points. And that right there just shows you how dominant Kentucky was. That offensive efficiency that we've been talking about. Xavier Wheeler comes back. Uh, they, they don't miss a beat with him in the lineup. He goes for 21. And Tata has his day. Uh, just, just a huge day for Kentucky. Across the board, the efficiency. Kellen Grady hitting threes. Uh, just unbelievable performance if, if Kentucky plays like that nobody in the country beats them uh, that, that's going to be a tall task to continue to play that way every single night putting up 107 points but you got a lot of guys playing really well right now for this team and then and that bodes well for them and 
I think that they're they're moving back into that two seed line. I think that's where they would probably be right now if they win tonight. They win one of these next two road games versus Auburn or Kansas, and I start to think that you're going to hear some talk about them earning a one seed if they finish strong. Yeah, I mean, you look at the updated Ken Palm. Kentucky is now up to number four in adjusted uh, offensive ranking behind only Purdue at number one, Gonzaga at number two, and Iowa at number three. So they're there. I mean, they're right there in the, in the thick of things, and we've talked that uh, I think the, the highest that Kentucky's ever been rated offensively to end the season was number two and that was go figure that 2012 national title team so uh, they're they're clearly doing something right on the offensive end uh, still a work in progress on defense they, they're now uh, 27th in the country and uh, we we talked to Chen Coleman a couple weeks or like a week and a half two weeks ago uh, where he said that he wants that Kentucky to stick in that top 20 top 15 range uh, for defensive efficiency and that is the makings of a final four team but Sean the way this offense is cruising right now, I mean, you go down the, the numbers against Tennessee. They, I think with 10 minutes left in the game, they were shooting still almost 80% from the field. They end up finishing 67.9% overall, 61% from the, the three-point line, and 95% from the, the free throw line. I mean, that is a recipe for success against anybody. There's not a team in college basketball that can beat Kentucky the way they played uh, at home on on. Saturday, it doesn't matter who the competition is, that team is capable of winning a title. Uh, now it's just, I guess, about consistency, finding that same that same level of offensive efficiency moving forward. Yeah, and that, that free throw percentage, I'm pretty sure was, if it if they hadn't missed the one that they missed, it would have been a Rupp Arena record for most makes without a miss and from the free throw line at Rupp Arena. I mean, they were, I mean, it was insane across the board, the three-point line. Uh, the two-point percentage, the free-throw percentage, the the taking care of the ball. It, it was a perfect box score. The depth, the 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 point depth across the board with their backcourt. I mean, their backcourt was incredible. Combined 75 points in that game. I mean, uh, just unbelievable. And, and all the stuff that we talked about, and I know we brought it up, and it was stuff that we needed to bring up with should Sabir come off the bench in game one after coming back from the injury. Well, he decided to start him, and he didn't miss a beat. He got a couple of easy baskets. He had high energy. Davion Mintz resumes his role as a six-man, and he come off the bench just as hot as he had been the previous games. And I think that you're seeing this team take it to another level right now, and their resume starting to take shape. They, they got a quad one win against Tennessee. I still, the more I watch Tennessee, I'm starting to think that they're not very good. I know they struggled last night at Vanderbilt but found a way to win. But now the Notre Dame loss has moved into quad one. So all three losses are quad ones, and Kentucky has nine games remaining against quad one opponents, seven of them on the road. This is the team that, if you look up in March, could have one of the better resumes in college basketball, and I'm not sure we thought we could say that uh, when we entered January. Yeah, I mean, think just three weeks ago, two weeks ago, we were sitting here talking about, well, there's not going to be many opportunities moving forward. They've kind of... Uh, they've kind of fumbled the bag whenever it comes to, to resume building. Now you just got to rely on getting through the SEC gauntlet and the, the way the ball has, has, has bounced around. It, it, it has worked out to where they are very much in, in, in contention for a really, really impressive resume. And it starts these next couple games tonight against Texas A&M, Saturday against uh, when they head to Auburn. I mean, you, you got some some pretty impressive games coming up next next Saturday at Kansas. So, a very tough stretch, but you win a couple of them. And, and then, like you said, we're talking about having one of the best resumes in college basketball. And it, it'd be really hard for the 
considering the the advanced analytics, how they are telling everybody that Kentucky's a top five, at least top ten team in college basketball, how the uh, AP and, and coaches polls don't reflect that as well. I think uh, you win at Texas A&M and uh, uh, um, at Auburn, I don't see any way that Kentucky doesn't jump back up to that top six, top five even uh, ranking come come next week, Sean. Yeah, they're right there. And you saw the sixth, uh, six-spot jump in the AP poll this week from 18 to 12, and I think you saw a lot of respect for – Tennessee and Kentucky. Tennessee only dropped two spots after losing by 28 at Rupp Arena. I think that showed a lot of respect for what Kentucky did and, and where they are. And they're, I mean, Joe Lenardi, uh, the update he had on Sunday, I've not checked since, but he had them as the number 10 overall seed in the tournament. So good enough for a three seed. Uh, Duke lost last night. And you're, you're starting to look at Kentucky's resume being better than Duke's, even though Duke has that head to head win. And I mean, it's the Kentucky's right there. I, I think they're a win tonight at A&M, and I think that they're firmly in that two-seed line. If they get one of those two versus Kansas or Auburn, then I think it firmly places them on a two-seed if they finish strong. If they go get both, they put themselves back into the one-seed contention, and, and that that's huge because that, that Notre Dame game, I don't know if it stays at a quad one loss. I know it's really close right now. I think they just moved into quad one territory about a week ago. Uh, but when they lost that game, Jack, that was a quad three loss. That was going to be a bad loss. If it falls to a quad two and stays there, you can kind of cancel it out with some of these wins if you get them the next couple of weeks. But there, there's a good chance that that ends up being a quad one in March. And if, if it does, Kentucky's resume right now, honestly, it doesn't have anything bad on it. Yeah. I mean, just the way things have unfolded, I mean, you just could not ask I mean, for a, a better a, a better turn of events. I mean, it's just been fantastic. I'm going through the numbers right now, Sean. Uh, through the the game notes, I, I mean, Cal brought up in his post game, or I, I guess it was his during his coach's uh, call in show. Uh, he said that he wanted this team to re- be referred to as the record breakers. Which uh, I don't know about you, but I don't think Cal is wanting to give a nickname to any team unless he thinks they have the potential to be something special. You know, like there's no way that he's gonna. Uh, you know, g- give one of his teams a a you know clever nickname, uh, just just for any given year. It, he has to think that there's something special brewing with this team if he wants them to start being called the record breakers. But they sure are doing that, Sean. Because uh, you go down this list, uh, 28 point margin of victory was the largest for the Wildcats versus Tennessee uh, since ni- uh, 2010 NCAA or SEC tournament. It was a 29 point win then. Um, Kentucky scored 107 points the second time it has reached a century mark this season, uh, most most since uh, Illinois Chicago in 2017. Um, first time any team has scored 100 points versus Tennessee in 15 years since the 2006 season. First time Kentucky has scored 100 versus Tennessee since 2001. So I mean, you just go down the list. It is broken record after broken record. We've gone on the show and said Oscar Sheboy breaks this rebounding record and Ty Ty Washington breaks uh, this freshman record and oh, oh, then he breaks the assist record, John Wall's assist record. You just go down the list. It is one thing after another. This team just keeps breaking down barrier after barrier after barrier. And it just, it just feels like we're trending towards something special. It does. Like it, when you watch this team play the chemistry and, and the way they're just so cohesive together. And they, I mean, you coach basketball, you know, you know, the difference between, you know, the camaraderie of a 
title-winning team, a, a team that you know is special versus one that you know has some pieces and, and they have the potential but may not have the makeup of, of that type of team. You watch this, and they're passing every eye test that you could possibly have for them. They look, as of right now, especially against Tennessee, they look like a championship-level team. They do, and they're they're starting to come together. The energy in that building Saturday was just incredible, and the, the start where they get the easy baskets and then Kellen Grady hits the back-to-back threes, and it was an energy in Rupp Arena that I hadn't felt in a very long time. And it was one of those runs that Kentucky goes on in a game, and I'm talking in the first three minutes, you had chills. And you're like, man, like Kentucky basketball is actually back. And, you know, back to that level of, man, like they have that swagger about them. And this team is is full of guys that they have a ton of confidence. And right on cue, right, I was talking about Notre Dame, that game kind of fluctuating back and forth between a quad one and a quad two. On the latest net update, it's a quad two. Wow. So Notre Dame drops to 77 in the net. Uh, you have to be in the top 75 for that to qualify as a quad one uh, loss on the road. But that one's still not going to hurt them because uh, I don't think it's going to go back to a quad three. I think it's going to fluctuate if Notre Dame can get a couple of wins there in the ACC, then it climbs. And I was telling you about the resume being better than Duke's. And, and here's why I think that. And some people listen probably think, well, you know, Duke beat Kentucky and the, then they beat Gonzaga. Yeah, they, they have those quad one wins. And they have another one, too, versus Wake Forest. But get this, Jack. They lost a quad one game at Florida State last night. You know how many quad one opportunities they have left on their schedule? How many? One. Wow. At North Carolina. That's the only one. There's a ton of quad twos and quad threes. So if there's that head-to-head, I know the committee will take that into account. But if there is a place there between Kentucky and Duke for like a final number one seed, the overall resume I think will will take in, will be taken into account too. Goodness. Well, they have to take care of business, and it starts again tonight as Kentucky heads down to College Station to take on Texas A&M. Uh, Sean, what do you know about the Aggies and, and uh, kind of what they've been able to do this season? I know uh, they're they're a little bit better than some of the teams Kentucky has has played, but uh, um, still not you know horrible. They're they're kind of one of those uh, middle middle of the road SEC teams, I believe. This is their prove prove it game. In my opinion, you know, John Calipari uh, said that he thinks that they should be ranked. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, they're 15 and two and four and in the league. But but get this, they're on an eight game winning streak. However, seven of those wins are versus quad three or worse competition. One of them was versus a non D1 team wow. that they threw in there in December. So like when, when you look at it, they're 0 one against quad one. They have a loss to Wisconsin. They did beat Notre Dame on a neutral floor. So they're two and one versus quad two. But here's the, here it is three six and zero versus quad three six and zero versus quad four and then one and zero versus non D one so yeah it looks good they're fifteen and two it would qualify as a quad one win tonight in College Station which would be big for Kentucky and I think it has the the chances to stay at quad one uh, with them being I think fifty first in the net so they'd have to drop twenty five spots to fall out of that but I, this is their prove it game if A and M goes and wins this then they start getting those votes and they start moving into that top 25 and being real talk for an NCAA tournament bid. But just when you look at their resume, I think this is one of those right now where, you know, Kentucky's playing a team that they, they've not really played anybody at the level that they're going to see tonight. And, and this, this is one of their opportunities to do it. When you look at them, uh, they're 60th in Ken Palm. Their average, their opponent average net is 190. Their average net win is 212. Uh, sure, fifteen and two. But when you dive into the resume, that they, they really haven't beaten anyone that makes you say, "Okay, that's a pretty good team." Tonight's their opportunity. 
Yeah, uh, like kind of what we were talking about with the eye test. You you look at the record and you look at the numbers and they it it it, it looks good on paper, but you watch them and there, there's really not a whole lot of, of substance there that really has me overly concerned. There's not one guy on their team, you know, uh, kind of top heavy but spread out a little bit. Um, Quentin Jackson, 12.9 points per game. Henry Coleman, 11 points per game. Marcus Williams, 10.2. And then from there you have uh, four different players averaging at least six points per game. So they're kind of well-balanced uh, on that front, but really not any one guy that is going to kind of take a game over for you or or that really uh, scares you like a, a Scottie Pippen Jr. or somebody that, that you know is capable of, of, of taking – taking game, a game over by himself. So I, I think that's something that kind of plays in a Kentucky's favor, that there's not one individual guy that they have to really worry about. Uh, it's just kind of going to be a, a, a conquer-by-committee type deal, and I think uh, that that's something that really really suits uh, Kentucky very well since they're um, so loaded top to bottom, very well balanced. I think it's a, a good matchup that favors Kentucky, and I think that's why uh, Vegas has spoken, and, and that's why they've opened up as a seven-point favorite, even on – on the road in what's going to be a, a very hostile environment. They're doing the white out, the white T-shirt out thing. And, uh, you know, if, if every team Kentucky plays on the road, it's their Super Bowl, so they're going to get hyped up for it. But this just feels like one that it doesn't have me overly concerned uh, just looking, you know, eye test or even just looking deeper into the numbers. Yeah, and, and I don't think Kentucky's looking ahead to Auburn. I think that this team is full of veterans that they know the task at hand and and you hope that they don't go lose at A&M because it kind of takes a lot off of what that game would be Saturday. Yeah. And you're you're looking at this and for A&M this is three straight quad one opportunities. So this is the part in their schedule where they've not played a quad one game since November 22nd. So like this is their opportunity. They got Kentucky then they have they're at Arkansas then they have LSU at home but they're 4-0 in league play, but that includes a two-point win versus Georgia, a five-point win against Arkansas, a 16-point win versus Ole Miss, and then a three-point one versus a three-point win versus Missouri. So, their SEC schedule, their slate to start the year has not been strong. They're one of the, to me, one of the hottest teams in college basketball is walking in the front door tonight, and we'll find out about Texas A&M. Yeah. Well, let's uh, in terms of individual. Um, things that you need that you're looking for for Kentucky to kind of build, keep stacking, you know, one quality win on top of the other. What does Kentucky have to do against this Texas A&M team to come out on top uh, and, and continue their their uh, high level of momentum? Play with a chip. I think you want to see this team continue to play at the level that they're playing at. They they need to get out there and. And defend. Obviously, that's an area that you want to see improve. You know, Chin Coleman talking about it, wanting to get it back to the top 20. And I think once I think once we get to March, that that Ken Palm adjusted defensive efficiency will be in the top 20. The, the offense, uh, I, don't, I don't know how much more you can go up, honestly. I mean, yeah, you can climb three more spots in Ken Palm, but scoring 107 points a game is, is a lot to ask. But I, I think you just want to see this team continue to do what it's doing, share the basketball. Everybody continue buying into their roles. Have that confidence to, to shoot it with your Kellen Grady, if you're Davion Mintz, and just be you. Just be what you've been since the Notre Dame game or after that Notre Dame game, and everything's going to be fine. This is a team that you, you take out the injuries at LSU, and they're probably uh, one of the hottest teams in college basketball, and everybody would be talking about them a little bit more. But that LSU game is still a couple of weeks uh, ago, and it's still fresh on everybody's mind, and a lot of people in the national scene – they're going to have the next two weeks to really start talking about Kentucky, and, and that, that's what I think is going to happen. I think Kentucky wins this game 
by about 16 to 20, honestly, tonight on the road. Yeah, I, I kind of want this to be a, like you said, a prove-it game for Kentucky as well. Uh, in terms of defense, I think that this could be a great opportunity because that's kind of been the downfall that everybody's talking about. Oh, well, they're scoring all these points, and, and you can outscore anybody in the country. But uh, on the defensive side, they're still giving up quite a lot. Uh, I want a statement game on the defensive end with Xavier Wheeler kind of getting his legs back under him. I want to see him make a statement on the defensive end. I want to see Kellen Grady make a, a statement. I want to see that backcourt really get up. Uh, get up on the perimeter and, and kind of make a statement there. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, a guy like Damian Collins come in and, and get a couple blocks. I'd like to see some of those end-of-rotation guys really uh, come in and, and make an impact as well. Uh, kind of fill in some of those gaps that that really kind of turn a, a very good team to a great team, kind of rounding out the end of the bench and things like that. Continued success for Davion Mintz, 10 points, uh, four or five shooting uh, against Tennessee. Keep building on that momentum. And I, I'd really – I really think that they could put together a strong all-around performance, but I think it starts with defense tonight. Uh, I really want to see where they step up and who who steps up, and I think Xavier is going to be that guy. I, I think that uh, he, he played okay uh, defensively against Tennessee, gave up some open threes, but I do think that tonight will be a good statement game for him as well. Uh, that's definitely something I'm looking for. I want uh, I want Kentucky to keep moving up those defensive numbers. Right now they're at 27 in the country. I want them to uh, – hopefully make enough of a statement to jump back into that top 20 because that's that's the final four sweet spot I, I think the stat is going back to uh, I, I think the the last 20 years every team has been top every champion has been uh, in the top 20 in both of those offensive and defensive efficiency ratings and we're almost we're, we're clearly there offensively but Sean we got to get there defensively and I think uh, tonight could be a good step up for that yeah, it could be, and a, a chance to get above 500 in quad one territory. They they could improve to three and two in quad one with the win tonight, and that would be big for their resume, especially going into a stretch that includes at Auburn, at Kansas next week. Still got road trips to Alabama. Uh, a lot of quality games on the back end of the schedule for Kentucky. Like I said, they have nine games against quad one competition. Seven of those are away from Rupp Arena, so this resume – if they take care of business and find a way to win six or seven of those quad one games, this, this will be a resume that looks like a one or a two seed uh, when we get to selection Sunday. Definitely exciting times ahead. Again, uh, we're going to get out of here quickly. We uh, um, want this to, to go up fast enough to where you guys can listen to this before the uh, the game tonight, and then we're going to go rapid fire. We're going to go post-game show, then we're going to go pre-game show for uh, the Auburn game, and then we're going to go post-game show again. We're going to go four days in a row. Uh, I, we still haven't gotten a chance to record a recruiting update post on what we heard up in uh, Springfield for the Hoop Hall Classic. That is coming as well. Uh, it, it, I mean, like I said, it's just it was an absolute chaotic mess up in Springfield at that event. It was basically sitting in the gym watching uh, – all day, every day, getting back late, not being able to uh, just even think for myself. I got like five hours of sleep every single night, just mentally exhausted the entire trip. So finally getting my groove back. Uh, we're we're going to get there, and, and we're going to keep on uh, rapid-firing this sucker because I know that that's uh, something the fans like listening to, and, and I enjoy doing. I know, Sean, you do as well. So let's uh, – Let's get out of here real quickly with a message from our friends at Prize Picks. The NBA season is well underway, and there isn't a better way to enjoy watching your favorite former Wildcats play than by playing Daily Fantasy with our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the simplest form of real money daily fantasy sports and just pits you against the numbers. Whether you are a fantasy sports nut or a casual basketball fan looking to add some excitement to the games, Prize Picks is the perfect game for you. 
You simply select two to five players and predict if they will go over or under their projection. Price Picks gives you the chance to win ten times your money for getting four or five predictions correct. Uh, you can pick have picks across sports as well. The NFL playoffs are finally here. Uh, we just had a, a very exciting uh, opening weekend. It was a lot of blowouts, so hopefully you bet in favor of those blowouts. Uh, but you can add in some of those players to your picks with their over or under projected receiving, r- rushing, or passing yards. Download the Prize Picks app or visit PrizePicks.com and sign up using promo code Pilgrim. That's P I L G R I M to get an instant 100% bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Don't forget that's the Prize Picks app or PrizePicks.com and the promo code Pilgrim to claim your bonus today and take your viewing of your favorite former Wildcats to the next level. Sean, let's get out of here. Where can fans find your work? You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at GBBCountry. But like Jack said, you're about to get something better than a Wendy's 4 for 4, and it's a source to save for 4 for 4 the next four days. I love it. These sources say four for four. You're going to get it. I promise you we're going to make up for uh, lost time over the last couple of days while I was traveling. So uh, thanks for bearing with us, and uh, we, we will reward you for your patience. Thank you very much. Uh, you can find my work as well at Jack Pilgrim KSR on Twitter and then reach out to me via email at jpilgrim at kentuckysportsradio.com. With that, we'll be back tomorrow for another jam-packed Source of Say podcast. We will see you then. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus